If you are holding strong, I want to say a massive congratulations to come you. Come on, come on. Um, come on. Because it is not easy, but you mm. are actually winning the battle and you mm. will, in my very humble opinion, be a successful investor for the long term. Hmm. Um, if you are focusing on the fundamentals, now I'm not just saying holding for the holding sake, you might be holding on to what we call a falling knife. Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you? Peter, I'm very well. We are fast approaching some of my favourite seasons, uh, mainly summer. So I'm pretty excited. Uh, it's got me in a good mood. I can't wait to get a barbecue out and enjoying some nice summer holidays. Well, I say summer holidays, we're still in spring, but you know what I mean. No, absolutely, man. And good to hear your voice. Good to speak to you, man. And let's get it cracking, man. But before we do that, just a warm welcome to our listeners. And wherever you are in the world, keep doing what you're doing, subscribing, liking, sharing and all of that good stuff. Make sure you share this particular podcast with a friend that you feel this will be of value to as well. But Jax, we're going to get straight into it. Um, We are in May 2022. Um, and pretty much all over the world, things are a bit crazy economically. Um, I don't need to repeat what we've, what we're all aware of in terms of the cost of living crisis and everything else um, around that, which is putting a bit of a, a stain over one's finances or personal finances, so to speak, um, as stats are showing us for obvious reasons. Um, in the last six months or so particularly since November if you remember rightly uh Jacks we would have had a massive crash in the stock market and I'll probably say it's never really recovered since it's been crazy now we talk a lot about investing on this particular podcast on the walk finance podcast it's one of many topics on finance that we like to um touch on and one of the things that we always say when it comes to investing is thinking about the risks that you are willing to take depending on your current circumstances thinking about the time horizon how long are you willing to put your money away from and then of course your objective what is your objective what is your why why are you investing why do you want your money to grow for you Jax it's been crazy for an investor what does what has this all meant during this last six months and even throughout the pandemic particularly when it comes to the stock market (laughs) It's been hectic. It's been a very interesting time to be uh, an investor, particularly in the stock market and actually in other financial assets as well. So, Mm. yeah, it's been very interesting. Um, I think for the past, let's say, 18 months um, to 12 months to six months, depending on how your portfolio is structured and the type of assets that you own, uh, your portfolio is down. It's down. It's been crashing. We are officially in, in a bear market around many different uh, sectors and that kind of stuff. So it's been intense. That's the truth. It's been very, very intense. Um, it's been quite tough for uh, people, especially those people that potentially joined the market very recently, mm. um, especially those that I find pro- probably joined around uh, the, the back end of 2020 when we had that kind of V-shaped recovery and the stock market was flying and some of the high growth names were to the moon, as they will say. (laughs) Um, So yeah, you know, if if you're one of those people that joined then, um, chances are you are quite shocked that the stock market can go the opposite way and it can go the opposite way with just the same amount and usually even more momentum um, than Mm -hmm. it did coming up. So 
Yeah, it's been very difficult. And in fact, PR, if you've been investing for many years, um, like we have, you know, um, and even even longer than what we have been doing, mm. chances are you've not actually experienced anything mm. like this before as well. Mm. Um, it's been very intense and it's, it's the aggressiveness of how it's happened in such a short space of time. So yeah, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Um, but you know, as long-term investors, um, we try to hold our heads um, and we try to take advantage of you know what we call these dips. But yeah, it's been it's been interesting for me particularly. <laughs> yeah, no, it has been interesting. Um, and you're so right. I mean, unless someone's been investing since pretty much what the 2008 crisis, um, and to some extent, again, depending on how your portfolio is shaped. For some people, it's probably worse than um, it was back then. Um, so, no, it's really interesting. And I think it really just goes back to, you know, what we always talk about, um, I guess, from a long term pers- uh, perspective. And, you know, my question to you, is this really a true test of that having that long term investment mindset, regardless of whether the market goes up or whether it goes down? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a very, very important test for investors. And again, as I said, it's not even just new investors, it's investors that have been in the market for even a, a decent period of time, because we you know we haven't really experienced anything like this since the financial crisis of 2007, 2008. So I think it's a very, very good test um, if for somebody who has, you know, there's a term that they use nowadays, uh, what do you call it? Diamond hands, I think that's mm. what we call it. If you have, you know, held on strong um, to your assets and you've um, not just hold, held on, but how you've also felt emotionally. Um, if you're someone who has still remained quite uh, confident, then I think that's an amazing thing to have actually experienced. Um, but also on the, on the flip side, if you're someone who has um, experienced worry, um, nervousness, anxiety, I think that's also important to note down and be aware of because what that really helps you with is it helps you to really, really, really understand your ability and willingness to take risk. Um, everybody's ability and willingness to take risk seems high when the stock market is going up and everybody's jumping on in the, in the name of momentum investing. Mm. And everyone is long-term investing and uh, they're buying stocks that they don't really understand, they don't really understand the business, etc. But they think everything is going to the moon. And, and in that time, if you ask them, what is your ability and willingness to take risk? They will say, hey, uh, I can take as much risk as I can. And mm. they're, they're here for the long-term and all that kind of stuff. But when you really experience these periods where the stock market goes down and it goes down for a period of time, for a lengthy period of time, and it goes down with a, a lot of momentum, that's when you go really look in the mirror and ask yourself, are you really a long-term investor? Or are you ready to cash out? So I think it's an, ex- personally, from my perspective, I think it's an amazing time. I think what's going on is actually really, really good. I think it's, for me, I think it's really, really uh, set the stone, set the tone, sorry. It's made me uh, very um, much, it's, it's, it's improved my experience. Mm. And what I mean by that is, you know, you, I can experience up, 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 trends downtrends and sideways trends and kangaroo markets when it's just bouncing up and down and it's not really going anywhere mm. but sometimes when you really experience a downturn it really really um, helps you because now you know exactly what can happen um, and it's not just theory anymore it's not hmm. just what I'm, i've read in books anymore hmm. it's actually me experiencing my portfolio going down and in the mm. red and in the red and in the red consistently and i can look in the mirror and ask myself how is this making me feel mm. and whether um I actually understood my ability and willingness to take risk. Hmm. No, I love that because I was going to ask how you feeling during this period, and just even hearing hearing that it's a, you know, during these times, it's it's most certainly an opportunity. 
um, again, depending on your in, in, in investment approach and if you really are putting money into really uh, good, healthy businesses with strong balance sheets um, and have a story for the future and have been doing well over a significant period of time. Again, linking to your approach to investing, of course, everyone's approach is different. Um, and I was going to actually say, you know, if someone has gone through that period of worry, oh no, my, you know, my portfolio was as a as a figure, my portfolio was eight thousand pounds. Now, since November, it's gone down from eight thousand to five thousand, um, and it's just in the red, and it keeps going down. Um, what I would say to that is that's a normal emotion to feel. Um, and what I'll also say is that sometimes we don't truly know ourselves until we go through it so we can say we are humble we have humility but until we're put into situations where we have to practice and exercise our humility we won't truly know we're just that so I think even similar to this bit as well so it's really interesting well absolutely Peter I think even for me there's someone who preaches this stuff um, this period has really, really uh, caused me to think. Um, and I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself because everything that I truly believed um, has manifested. So um, even though it has not been pretty to look at my portfolio, which I spent years building over a period of time and getting into the, the higher figures, seeing it obviously correct, um, as they call it, or come down in a crash and seeing uh, large chunks of money um, in a red, it's not pretty. I mean, mm. any human being that says that's pretty is lying to, mm. to you. But I think what's important and one thing I'm happy about is the fact that I'm able to marry off what's happening with logic mm. um and i can actually look in the mirror and say actually jacks you do practice what you preach hmm. um and so you know for me the key thing has always um been fundamentals um and that's what i've been preaching and that's what i i, I believed but again it's one thing saying you believe something until you're tested right mm. so going through that test and saying hey uh, my portfolio was x amount and it's gone down by this amount um, how am I actually feeling um, and do I really want to sell or do I really believe um, that potentially this might be even a better period and I think that's what's made me really excited the fact that one I've been able to you know look in the mirror and say I'm actually very comfortable with where I am I have mm. structured my portfolio in such a way that um, I can withstand storms um, it also means I've invested a safe amount Mm. I can also look at the assets that are owned and say, I care more about the actual asset in itself than the actual stock price. Um, and that's my advice for most people listening as well, that the important thing to remember if you are a stock market investor and if you invested properly um, into stocks um, is to understand that stocks represent ownership in raw businesses. Mm. And the stock price doesn't always uh, reflect the fundamentals of the business. So mm. the stock price doesn't always um, you know, show um, a higher price if the business is doing well. And for some people, that's an issue. But actually, for some people, that provides an opportunity, almost like an arbitrage opportunity, where you can buy a good quality business um, for a great value. And that's actually the essence of value investing. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited because I've, I, I can still kind of take, I've been able to actually see and experience a real downturn and practice taking my emotion totally away mm. from the changes in the stock price and actually focus on the business fundamentals and ask mm. myself, 
you know, is the business still strong? Has they have they still got a lot of cash on the balance sheet relative to their debt position, for example? Are they still producing revenues? Um, and what are their margins is like? And if the margins have been hit, for example, due to inflation, is it still sustainable? Is it still profitable? How much of the money is still hitting the bottom line, which is the the, the net income mm. and that kind of stuff? Can I still pay attention to the business and be comfortable? that I own part of a business and the stock price all re- only reflects what people are willing to buy the business of me for. Hmm. And I think that's what's really important for our listeners to understand that stock prices are just bid prices. What, what, is, what it is, is basically what the market is willing to buy the shares of you for today. Hmm. And if you are truly a long-term investor, a true uh, owner of the business, someone who's looking to hold a, a good quality business for the long term, you will not sell your good quality business to the market at a price that's too cheap. Hmm. If anything, you can actually go into the market and buy more ownership of that business. And so it's important to do that if if you really believe in that and you've got the cash available to do so. Hmm. No, absolutely. And one thing that I've liked particularly about this period is that you mentioned earlier that sometimes over the past few years, you might get, you know, downtrends for maybe a week or two, and then it'll just bounce back up. But this has been consistent. So it's almost allowed one to really get used to. It. And as you said, take the emotion out of it. and really under- really remind myself in terms of understanding my approach and have I put my money into good, sustainable businesses and what's my thesis behind that as well. So no, absolutely. And um, Jax, you mentioned earlier on, um, at the beginning, you said, depending on the type of portfolio you have, um, it's very likely your portfolio is down in the red. I will say, um, and you've just given a whole download on different types of businesses and spoke about the fundamentals and stuff. There has been businesses that have kept up um, do you want to talk a bit more about that? Yeah, and when seriously. I say kept up, they, you know, um, they're not down in the red if you have a portfolio of these particular types of businesses, depending. Yeah, you know what? Um, so I run various different portfolios. I've got, mm-hmm. uh, so the ones I'll use an example here is I've got a, a portfolio that focuses on growth stocks. So with growth yeah. stocks, their focus is much more on revenue growth and the rate mm. of growth in the revenues and not so much profitability. Mm. Um, and some of these companies are, they have what we call high valuations because a lot of their income and revenues and profits are in the future. Um, so we've got those companies, which I believe in for the long term. These are usually the more exciting businesses and that kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> and then you've got the... Uh, my other portfolio, which I call my dividend-only portfolio, mm. um, which is a portfolio that focuses on companies that are already established. They generate a lot of cash flow, uh, what we call free cash flow, um, and they're still growing their dividends. Um, and, and these and these companies have actually done really, really well. Um, yeah. They've actually held up really, really well during this time where when people say things like "oh, the stock market's crashing," when it, when it's when they, they, when that statement came out, I didn't even understand it. And I, mm. and I actually told people the statement is very incorrect. Mm. It wasn't a stock market that was crashing. It was your specific portfolio of mm. stocks that are not profitable and quite speculative is falling. The stock market in itself hasn't been falling or it wasn't falling. Mm. Um, so that was really important for me to get people to understand. If you're investing in companies, a lot of it based on hype and speculation about the future that's not yet manifested, those are the companies that will got hit the hardest. So yeah, my portfolio, the dividends portfolio has held up really, really well. It's done really well. It still produces cash flow. Um, so dividends are still getting rolled into the portfolio. Um, and the stock prices have done pretty decent as well. It's only much more in recent times where the overall market has been taking a, a bit of a hit that has come down a bit. 
But mm. if you look at it over the past 18 months, I'm still up. Um, mm. Past 12 months, I'm still up. Past eight months, I'm still up. So it's very important for people to understand this is why we diversify, for example. Mm. We're diversifying for the fact that we don't know what's going to happen in the macroeconomy and interest mm. rates and inflation and that kind of stuff. Um, I will also say a lot of the kind of large caps, large caps, when we say large caps, we're talking about the bigger companies, the, mm. the, the, the apples of this world, the Microsofts of this world. These companies have done the cost cause of this world. A lot of these needs-based businesses as well are really huge. They've done really well. Mm. They've done really, really well. They've, they've, they've held up really, really well. And there's only recent times where, again, when the overall market got hit a bit, it's come down a tiny bit. But if you look at the, the, the trajectory of the stock price over the past uh, few months um, to a year, it's actually held up extremely well. Hmm. So very important for people to understand that, one, we diversify for that specific reason as well. And two, um, you know, it's, under, it's, it's important to understand the risk profile of your portfolio. Um, and I think sometimes retail investors don't really pay attention to this. Mm. And when they do, or when, they, when you speak to them about it, they will say, hey, I'm willing to take this risk. Uh, but they're only saying that during a bull market when everything's going up and the risky stocks are the ones doing the best. So I don't mm. you actually believe that you can take that risk. It only mm. takes the opposite direction for you to really and truly assess whether it's actually true. Deep. No, absolutely. And for our listeners as well, if you're thinking what are dividend stocks or dividend paying companies, check out episode 28 and 29, Investing for Income Through Dividends um, on the Woke Woke Finance podcast. Um, Do check that out. Really, really good um, episode. Um, Jax, before we wrap up, so um, we've been speaking about the times that we're in. and you know we're we're speaking i'm definitely in agreement that it's a time you know to be excited about potential opportunities now because uh, potentially you can be getting things at a discount or getting more shares in a company or um a fund whatever it may be that you have in your portfolio now most recently um there was an article with mr warren buffett around time in the market do you want to speak to this to to this a bit yeah, so I read the article and um, I think what they were saying is Warren Buffett is good at timing, timing the market or market timing. And um, we all know that he actually preaches against it. So, you know, mm. people say things like it's not about timing the market, it's about spending time inside the market. And that's how you generate long-term wealth using uh, the stock market. And um, I think that's the truth. And I think Warren Buffett doesn't time the market. It's, it's a bit of a confusing um thing to say mm. even though he kind of does and i'll explain why Warren buffett during certain times seems to uh focus much more on uh keeping cash so he doesn't always invest he only invests during times where he sees great opportunities and recall that Warren buffett is ultimately what we call a value investor and a value investor focuses much more on the valuation of the business he is or she is about to buy and so um, they look at the business, they do a lot of financial statement analysis and they use uh, sometimes what we call discounted cash flow model. They do all these type of mathematic calculations to see whether the price they're about to pay for ownership in the business is fair or if it's undervalued. And if it's undervalued, then obviously they get excited and they buy it. And the truth of the matter is that usually coincides with a good time in the market. And I think that's where people confuse it because when the stock market is flying and many, especially retail investors, come in at the high end out of excitement and hype and momentum because everything's flying, what they don't understand is that at that period, valuations are really high. 
And so, you know, whilst the new investor, the retail investor is excited about the next stock that's going to go to the moon, they've not done any analysis to analyze whether the price that they're actually paying for that business or that stock is, is fair or if it's too high. And so most of these uh, stocks during times where momentum is high and hype is high and, and we call it risk on situations where things are flying, they're usually overvalued. So Warren Buffett mm. won't buy it. He will keep cash. Mm. And then when it comes down and it seems very attractive and the cash flow that the business spits out um, is, is fair. And he's like, you know, that's a good value. If I'm, if I'm buying a business today for £100,000 and that business generates uh, £50,000 in profit every year, it's, it's, a, it's a good business because in two years I'll make my money back, right? Mm. That's a good valuation. Um, but if the valuation is at 1 million because every stock price is going up and it's still spits at 50,000, that's not a good valuation. So he mm. won't buy it. So yes, he's able to time the market in a sense that he's able to buy companies at good prices, but he doesn't time the market in a sense that he says, oh, I'm just going to look at what's going to happen in the macro economy. Mm. I think that's the key. Most market timers focus on the macro economy in the future. They try to predict the future. Mm. They try to predict where interest rates are going to go. They try to predict where inflation is going to go. It's all about macro economics. Um, in, in, in our industry, we call it top-down analysis. You mm. look at the macro economy before you come down to the businesses. Warren Buffett doesn't do top-down analysis. He doesn't care about the macro economy or where it's going. Mm. He does what we call bottom-up analysis. So he only cares really about the actual business whether that business does well, it spits cash flow, and whether it's trading at a good price. So he doesn't time the market. He just focuses on the business. It just so happens that because he does that very well, it will seem as if he's timing the market. He's not going to buy a business that's too expensive. That's the truth. Hmm. And there we have it. Bottom up analysis. Wow. Thank you that for that, Jax. Um, before we start wrapping up, we are just going to quickly start to close up and um, just give a shout out to our listeners um, where we're getting new people from as well as we usually do. And Jax, today we're going to give a shout out to a city in Spain and it's called Sabadell. Sabadell? Well, Sabadell, I mean... which is a city in Catalonia, Spain. <laughs> so I've been to Spain... Um about three times and i've only ever gone to one place um in my young days can you guess the place uh i am sure it's to do party and party and party <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i've been to ibiza i've been um, a few times when i was younger i had a lot of great times spain is a lovely country i love the language spanish as well is a language that i do want to learn in the future so anyway welcome to world finance uh my name is jackson i'm here with my co-host peter we love to talk about finance and all things finance related. So if you are enjoying the podcast, do make sure you follow us, like, share with anybody you think can gain value from our conversations. And yeah, welcome. Come on, come on, come on. Massive shout out to our listeners over there and all over the world, man. We really do appreciate your support. Jax, before I let you go, man, any final thoughts on this topic? Yeah, my final thoughts is if you are holding strong, I want to say a massive congratulations to come you. Come on, come on. Um, come on. because it is not easy, but you mm. are actually winning the battle, and you mm. will, in my very humble opinion, be a successful investor for the long term. Hmm. Um, if you are focusing on the fundamentals, now I'm not just saying holding for the holding sake, you might be holding on to what we call a falling knife, right? You might be holding on to a business that's dying. <laughs>
Um, I'm talking about holding on to good quality stocks that you mm. believe in for the long term because you've actually done your due diligence and you believe that actually potentially this might even offer opportunities to increase your ownership in those companies so that you profit bigger in the future. So congratulations. Mm. I would also say for those that are struggling emotionally, um, I would say take heart. Um, don't make any rash decisions. Mm. Um, think about the decisions that you make. And I think uh, just going in, into the future, use it as an opportunity to learn. Mm. Um, the experience is second to none. As I said, I have done a lot of theory. I've experienced some downturns like I did in December 18, 2018. I've received, mm. I saw, I remember we had a bit of a downturn then. Towards the end of that year, yeah. Yes, December, yeah. So I've experienced some downturns, but this is the biggest ones I've experienced personally. And mm. I am actually very grateful because it has reminded me of these things. And I always know that these things can happen and it does happen. But it's reminded me it can happen. So it, I can factor that in mm. to my portfolios going forward. Um, and I think, again, it's just, you know, it, it does create opportunities, I think. So the key thing, um, my advice is the key thing is it's important during um, any period of your investment life to focus on your personal finances and not just your investment portfolio. Hmm. So, you know, focus on your ability to uh, increase your income and, and hmm. to have expenses kept quite low so that you always have that residual amount um, to, to invest or to save or, or to even have an emergency fund. And again, these are the situations where, you know, it gives us real examples of where we talk about things like having an emergency fund in place before investing in the first place. Mm. You know, having something to fall back on in case, you know, so that you don't have to sell assets at a loss um, to fund your lifestyle, for example. So really, really important. And I think this is great. I, honestly, it might sound a bit strange, but I actually am quite grateful for this uh, mm. period because um, we're still very early on in our investment journey. You know, we still got decades ahead of us. And this is something we can take on board as real life experiences that will make all of us better investors in the future. Hmm. No, gratitude, man. I'm definitely in agreement, man. This is definitely learnings that we can take literally for the rest of our lives. And when we talk about it on, you know, uh, things like this podcast and when we actually um, do our delivery work to young people in the community for those of you just just tuning in for the first time walk finance uh, we are set up as a social enterprise so we do and have been doing a lot of work with young people in schools and across different communities we can actually talk from actual experience because we're going through the time so nah absolutely yeah Jax really appreciate it appreciate your time appreciate all the listeners around the world man um share this with someone share this with someone and maybe get in touch with us with any questions that you might have relating to this topic or any other episodes or even if you just want to share your experience how you found this the past couple of years and when it's come to investing and we would love to hear from you as well um we actually are launching our website very soon but it is actually up and live so you can actually register to our mailing list that is www.wokefinance.co.uk and um, you can just be added to our mailing list so we can keep you up to date with you know what we've got going on or anything can relate to any news and relating to personal finance so yeah just a massive shout out man Jax thank you again and remember all stay, stay woke, woke.